exciting division to watch this year because not necessarily because of the skill, but just they're all going to be everybody is trash. <laughs> well, outside think, of like the outside of like the Redskins, right? Well, hey, that's racist, bro. We don't say that anymore. That's, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. The Washington <laughs> football team. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm about to get trolled so bad. Catch I just said canceled. all that shit about Rachel Nichols, <laughs> and all of a sudden, I just said the Redskins. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're yeah, canceled. Man. Yeah. He already has an offer from Kentucky, though, so. We'll see. It'll get there. I mean, we got to also realize what he is. Only a sophomore. Yeah, for sure. It'll just, you know, he's got time to develop. And he might get bigger, too. So, that'd be, yeah, he, you know. I mean, we'll just see. Already, like, 6'4". Yeah, something like that. And I remember LaMelo was, like, a little dude in high school. And then, like, out of nowhere, just, like, shot up to. Shot up. Yeah. Whatever so it was. Yeah. I think LaMelo just won, like, breakout athlete of the year. Mm-hmm. He did. Good for him. Baller, he definitely did. Man, did you see that uh that fight last night? Man. Oh wow, bro. Just kinda... I feel bad. Me too. I feel bad. Uh, like, because like, tell me you didn't get a sense of like it's over. Like his career is over. Like you didn't did you get that feeling? Because I did. Well, see, yeah, and I mean you've talked about it before. Like I feel like his best days are behind him already, you know. And a lot of that, I don't even know how much of that is his uh physical attributes not being there. It's just like the mindset of being a, you know, hundred millionaire, you know, many times over. And it's like, yeah. where's your mindset at? But uh it was unfortunate because something like that is like there's no closure in that, right? Like, yeah, the fight ended, and in my opinion, he was getting his ass beat. Like, if that round went ten more seconds, he, he was, you know, yeah, yeah. What's the name? Was giving him some work. Yeah, but uh, that's still just like that's there's no closure in that. Like, he broke his leg, that's or you know his ankle or whatever, and that's why the fight ended. And I feel bad for Poirier. Like that sucks. Like you were whooping that ass, and like you don't get the you know validation of like a stoppage. Like that sucks. Yeah, because he was. I mean. He was giving Connor everything he could take. Like his he well, he was quicker. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was he was checking everything. Like he he just looked he looked sharper. He did, man. It was a good first round. Like the first minute or two, it looked like Connor was winning the round. You know, he was like throwing leg kicks and stuff, and kind of like mm-hmm. I was surprised. I was like, whoa, he's kind of giving Dustin the treatment he gave Connor the first round of the last fight. You know, he just kept checking the leg. And yeah. then uh, once the thing that was surprising is he went for that guillotine choke and tried to like bring Poirier to the ground. And the mm-hmm. commentator's like, what are you doing, man? Like that is not, like, that's your... not, that's not your game. Stop yeah. it. Yeah. Which is hilarious because literally like a week ago, he was talking all that shit about how like a submission doesn't count like to him or something. Bro, like, like okay. Like what are you talking Like I only count knockouts. Like, bro, you lost. I, that's the thing, bro. And got handed by Khabib. Like, let's let's just talk about it. like he over here. He tries so much to try to talk about Khabib and shit like that. Like he handed you, bro. <laughs> yeah, like bro. he dealt with you like it was light work. Mm-hmm. I'm completely on the same page as you, bro. And that's the thing. It's like, and then he got desperate. I guess you'd say, and then he went for two submissions in the first round of last night's fight. It's like, bro, you just talked all this shit about going for submissions. Like, what do you? 
what the hell, and man? And then all of a sudden, here you going with this shit. Like, if come on, bro. I know, man. And that's the thing. It's like it, I break it down like this every time when I talk about him. It's like he's a great fighter, but like when you talk that much shit, bro, you better be like undefeated and just be like mowing through people. You got to back like, it up, bro. Yeah. Like he just ain't. He's not able to do that, right? Like, yeah. Like you just don't look as good as you used to look, man. No. I mean, it's, uh, but I, I'm with you there. I don't. I don't know what his future holds now. Like or. If he'd even want to, if I'm in that position, why the fuck would I want to recover from that injury, go through physical therapy, and then get right back into that, man? Like, that's just, Because he got, I mean, he's just, he's got that, he has that type of, like, mentality where, like, he's not going to count this fight, right? Because it was, because of the breakage or whatever, which I don't think anybody would blame him. So, but he wants to get that revenge. Mm Mm-hmm. I get that, man. But that's what, again, that's why I get so frustrated for Dustin, because it's like, that was, like, heading towards a stoppage for him which is so frustrating because it's like like you just said connor and definitely connor fans now are going to be like well that doesn't count like they're still one one like whatever and it's like damn man like you're fuck you you're kind of right but like you know it's like that was completely turning one side it was a good first round but the momentum was completely swung to oh yeah. towards that last minute he was just pounding on him so yeah it was it was a, and then uh, um O'Malley. Oh, man. He's got like, hands, I don't know bro. if I would have agreed. I don't know if I would have agreed with them. It was 30 seconds left, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, just let that shit ride at that yeah. point. I mean, granted, he was clocking old dude, but you at that, like, it's 30 seconds left in the fucking fight. Just yeah, I see it both ways, man. I get what you're saying. Because Dana was saying, like, he didn't have a problem with it because, like, it could have been stopped, like, a round and a half before that. Like, he was just getting teed True. off on. So it's just, like, you know, I see it both ways. And then from a fighter's perspective, obviously, you never want to see it get stopped. You kind of want to go out on your shield. But, uh, yeah, man, that dude's got hands, bro. It's going to be interesting to see he how does. he keeps developing. He and hopefully he, you know, starts he getting definitely. some big money fights because that dude's a beast. So he is, he is, and then what is it? Me, uh, Michelle. Oh, yeah, uh, she I forget got his last pretty, name. Yeah, wait, but wait, like he, about, he's a dude one? from Brazil that uh does that um Brazilian dance fighting. Oh, yeah, like, dude is insane, bro. Yeah. Over here, fucking backflipping on people and shit, like right. That was wild. I've never seen anything like that. Bro. He, I, one thing I love about his fight is it, it's not, it's just action, bro. Like mm-hmm. you don't know what the heel just randomly just jump, hop off the fence and got hit somebody with a Superman punch, bro. Like yeah, it, right? he is insane, but it's just, it's just action, bro. Mm-hmm. Like as, as you know, as a fan that just likes to, you know, likes to watch the sport, it, you, you're going to be entertained by him no matter what. No, exactly. He's just an entertaining fighter. You're right. And those are the dudes you want to see. You want to see guys like that up in, like, you know, the big fights they're going to put on a show, you know? Yeah. Something to be said for that. I appreciate, like, great fighters like Khabib and Mayweather. But I was even just talking to some dude at the dog park today, and, like, he was saying, like, he hates watching Khabib. Like, he respects the shit out of him. But, like, just, you know, he's just a boring fighter to watch. So it's, like, I do understand there's people, like, who were just talking about who, you know, you're doing backflip kicks onto people on the ground and stuff like that. And it's, like, that's, you know, everyone's (laughs) going to tune in to see that. Like, that's crazy. So yeah, and then old dude, who was it? Uh, uh, Ty. Uh, got the guy that TKO other dude. Yeah, great. Well, you remember Greg Hart? He used to play for the uh for the Cowboys. He was like mm-hmm. a, a DN or whatever, but he clapped him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did, man. He clapped and did do and did the shoey. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Would you ever? Would you ever do a shoey? 
No, man. They were asking him to, or Dana, after the press conference, is that going to be like a tradition? He's going to do that after every fight now or something like that. He was like, he's been doing it. So <laughs> I don't That's know. Insane. I can't do it, dog. I, don't, <laughs> I ain't got it in me. I ain't about to drink nothing out my shoe, bro. Uh, first of all, I ain't about to fuck up my shoes and I, I ain't about to drink nothing out of it. I'm good. Nah, that's disgusting, bro. It is. Yeah. It, is. it was it a is. action-packed night, though. It was a... It was some really good fights. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, So we're two games into the finals now. Yeah. It's looking like, you know, Suns right now have all the momentum, but they were obviously playing their two home games, and then we got a game today in a couple hours, right? So Yeah, well, it comes on at 9, I believe. Okay. Cool, cool. So that'll be a good one to watch. It's a, I mean, this right. right now it looks like Milwaukee just cannot handle like Phoenix's ball movement and the way they run their offense. Well, I don't. So it, I don't think it's anything defensively that's wrong. I think I just think that it's Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton haven't showed up. Definitely, right? I'm with you like Drew Holiday. I think the first game. <sighs> What he shoot like four for like twenty something, and Chris Middleton was like really, you know, both they were bad. Like so, it just wasn't. They just didn't have good games, and they 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 need those guys to step up. Like yeah, so Chris Middleton last game was five for sixteen. Drew Holiday was seven for twenty one. Yeah, that's that, garbage. It's not enough. They it's tend to play enough. better at home though, so it'll be interesting. Right, to see exactly. Yeah. So these so two games they, will. It's gonna make a huge, huge difference. And how things uh, kind of play out, but um, it, I think those are going to be like the difference makers. Is if they they have to play, like they have to find a way to kind of bring that best effort. Like you said, they play a lot better when they're at home. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yeah, they definitely need to bring that. But what do you think about on the other side? It's it's just crazy to me. Like the flip side of it, when they're on defense, like. They have no answer for that high pick and roll. And then, like, Chris – I've never noticed it until now, but, like, Chris Paul and Devin Booker do something that I love so much that's kind of lost in today's game. When you come off the high pick and you, like, don't settle for the three or get into the bat, just shoot the mid-range. You have these open elbow jumpers, and they thrive in it, both of them. They love it. You know, you'll see Book, like, kind of go just back and forth between the elbows and kind of just shoot, like, faders, and I, I love it. Like, it seems like no one has an answer for that, like, you know, mid-range game off the pick. Well, the thing is, is because it 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 puts the defense in a no man's land, right? Because mm-hmm. coming off that coming off that pick and roll, especially with Chris Paul, what he's great at doing is he comes so tight off that pick and roll. Now all of a sudden you got you got a guy on your back, right? So he's pretty much out the picture, and now you're putting the guy like it's pretty much like a big guy, whatever you're putting them in a, in a decision of, they have to figure out whether they're going to take the rolling man. Cause Aiton's rolling. He's going to the basket. Mm-hmm. Right. So either Aiton's rolling or they're going to play up on you for that mid range mm-hmm. and they got to pick their poison. Yep. And exactly. it's so tough to kind of guard that because that rolling man, especially with Aiton, it's a lot threat almost every single time. That's and what I was about you to got, say. Right. And yeah. then you got Chris Paul in the mid range who's deadly. Right. So it's, exactly. It's, is you're literally playing two on one at that point. Right. And you have to commit because it's a game of inches, right? Like if you even yeah. like aren't like a hundred percent committed to following Aiden, like you just said, it's just a lob. Like and it's a it's That's a dunk. It. You know what I mean? That's so it's it. like if you're not a hundred percent sticking to him, if you're kind of like leaning off, like I'm gonna kinda, you know, 
put a hand right. up in Chris Paul's face. Like it's just all you like. Right. So then your other choice is like, okay, now you got to have somebody off the weak side kind of dig in and maybe help out on Chris Paul. But the moment you do that, you Shooter. got Bridges over in a corner or Cam Johnson or Jay Crowder over there in one of these corners. And they've been fucking deadly. What are they? Yeah, man. Like they such a good collection of game. very like decent players, I guess is like what you'd say. Like, you know, obviously Chris Paul book and Aiden, but like the rest of them, like usually you look at players on a team and you're like, they're kind of a weak suit. Like, you know, like they, they, they have to come in for the minutes, but like, they're not, they don't do a lot of, it seems like everyone in the Suns rotation, like has a service, they have a role and they like, yeah, thrive they're, solid. It, you know? they're just, the thing is, is that they're starting to lose that depth. Like you lost Sarge game one. Mm-hmm. I think they lost Tory Craig game two. So like that bench is starting to get, you know, smaller and smaller, especially like they're becoming thinner um, in the, uh, in the front court. Right. Cause mm-hmm. like Sarge was your backup center. Is so, he out for the series? Yeah. He's done. He has detours ACL. Oh shit. Man, yeah, yeah, and so I don't, I don't know if they gave any reports about Tory Craig, what happened with him, but like that's just, you know, that's those things are tough. Yeah, like so who they're do you probably, like, yeah, they're probably going to run like a seven, eight man rotation now. Then, wouldn't you think? Like, I don't. Yeah, I mean, they've been running eight, so now you have to probably cut it down to like seven. You know yeah. what I mean? And maybe you can get some spot minutes with like Kaminsky, mm-hmm. um, maybe helping out or uh, Nader or whatever. But it's 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 going to be tough for them, but. I will say this, Giannis looks really, really good coming off that injury. I didn't even think he was going to play game one, and he still looks like he wasn't. I think with game one, he just wasn't completely confident in his leg, and he just wasn't sure. But I think game two, he was in attack mode. He was going at it. So um, it's going to be – I think this game is going to be very pivotal for the whole entire – what happens the rest of the series. Oh, yeah. They can't go down 3-0. Like, I mean, that's just, no. you know, just historically, that's never, you know, worked out. So, it's like that. this is a must-win for sure today. So, yeah. it'll be interesting. Game two was different in the sense, like you just said, Giannis looked like Giannis, like MVP Giannis. He was just kind of getting to the rim at will. And it just kind of came down to what help. you – yep, what you initially alluded to, bro. It's just like those other X factors aren't knocking down shots. So, it's like that, that kind of – it was like – they let Giannis get his, and they were like, you know, but the rest of them are not going to, you know, but they were getting open shots. They're just missing they're getting, them. Yeah, they just didn't make anything. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like they were getting bad shots. They just didn't. Like, Drew Holiday was missing layups, right? Like, yeah, Chris man. Middleton was missing wide open shots. They just weren't hitting shots, and it's just that's that inconsistency that you kind of get with those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know, um, you know, there was conversations around, like, well, because, like, when – Giannis went out in that game against the Hawks, Middleton and Drew Holiday, and like even their offense, they played at a little bit of a faster pace and they played a lot, they played much more efficiently. Yeah, that's the argument. Right? When right? Giannis was out, right, compared to Giannis is in. So, um, because it, you just get a little bit more ball movement because, you know, Giannis is, Giannis getting the ball, he's doing one of two things, he's driving it, um, or, you know, he's getting fouled. So it's, it's going to be, I'll be really interested. I think the Bucks will uh, win this game, um, but I'm not sure if they'll win game four. Yeah, that's where it'll be cool because it's like if Suns can just take one, then they get to close it out in Phoenix on in game five. Right. If, you know, so that's uh, yeah, that'll be 
That's going to be hype over here, man. It's going to be fucking crazy to see. It's going to be insane. It's looking at tickets, bro. Like, nosebleeds are like 900 right now. I'm like, Are God, you dang, serious? Bro. Yeah, bro. I was like, fuck. Because I was looking. I was like, this would be awesome. This is the time. Do they have like a standard room only type of option or no? I don't know. I don't know. I was just, I was thinking of just driving down there, you know, and going to the actual ticket office and seeing if I could get something at like face value. Because obviously everything you see online is just, you know, right. resale. Yeah. So. I, I was thinking about doing that. Maybe I'll do that this week because I don't think they'd come back until like next weekend. So we'll see. But man, yeah, the, the tickets are crazy. So God, I don't know, bro. Insane. I don't have $900 to spend on a, a basketball game. <laughs> <laughs> it would be cool, though, bro. I think they're going to do it. It would be a memory. Yeah. What do you think? You think they're going to close it out in like five or six? Or you think it'll be more of a series? Uh, I, I'm hoping for more of a series. Um, but I, I think it'll probably uh, go six with Phoenix okay. winning because um, I just I just have a hard time, you know, trusting that both Middleton and Drew Holiday are going to get it going at the same time while Giannis is getting it going. And one, it's going to be a situation where somebody's going to struggle. Uh, and I just think with Phoenix being a little bit more well balanced. What is uh what does it do for Chris Paul's legacy if they win? I mean, I think. It, I don't know if it does much more to his legacy, to be honest. Um, it wasn't like he wasn't going to be like a first ballot Hall of Famer, right? Like that was already solidified. Does it move him more up the ranks with him having a championship? Yeah, like all-time point cards, I guess. Like would that move? Like, I don't like, like does that move him? Because you, you think that there's the people that are above him, who would you put? You probably put Magic, Zeke, and probably what, maybe Steph? Yeah, I well, that's like what's interesting. Per- I was about to say, so what is that, like, Gary Payton, John Stockton, Chris Paul right there, you know, does that push right. him over? I think if he gets a championship, and let's say he is looking like he may get finals MVP, I would think that that would push him over mm-hmm. over uh, both Gary Payton and John Stockton. Yeah, I would think so, too. And it's like he's just paid his dues. And, like, I was talking to someone else about this. Like, let's be honest, like, He's done this in every culture he's went to. Granted, he hasn't taken him to the you know peak every time, but it's like every single system he goes into, they just get better. They become a better team, man. Like, look at him last year. That was a bunch of, like, young kids. The people he's playing with now are a bunch of young kids. But in Oklahoma City, people were kind of like, this is where CP3 is going to die. And, like, he just lit it up, man. He kind of went to one of four – what was it, the fourth or fifth best record in the West last year? Yeah, went to game seven against the uh, – rockets i think actually. yeah yeah so it's insane. so he's just a team yeah. lifter you know so definitely but someone i'd want we gotta talk about what happened yesterday with usa basketball okay get into didn't it. i tell you what did i tell you when we were talking about us when we were talking about the olympics and basketball i just said too be small. careful with that african team you did bro I they lost told man. you this and they lost to nigeria that's I crazy you. how is that I possible man like I just I don't. Well, they got. It's not like Nigeria doesn't have. They got pros. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They got. They got Precious Ochunwa. They got um, Josh Okogi. Like they got pros on it. They got NBA players on that team. And yeah. then uh, Mike Brown from the Golden State Warriors is coaching them. Like they got guys that can that can play or whatever. But also not to mention. Like it was some of these select guys that were also playing too, right? Like not like the full roster that was mm-hmm. still that was there. So I'm not gonna put too much into that. And I don't think like a lot of those um, their main guys were like uh, playing like heavy minutes. So um, what does it so, turn into actual 
like tournament play. Like I, I don't know when the Olympics. Not until the Olympics are. This okay. is just exhibitions, just so that way they can kind of get a feel. Um, and playing with one another. So like I I think they have a game either today or tomorrow against um is it Australia? It's either Aust- Australia or Argentina, one of the two. I think they have a game. Um but they uh they, I mean they had a 10 point lead at one point. They just didn't really kind of close it out. They struggled with that because they were they started going to more of like that isolation stuff. And it's like you have all these guys that do isolation. You got Tatum, you got Lillard, you got uh KD you know what I mean? So you got Beal. Right. I think Book's joining them after the finals, isn't he? Book is joining them. Middleton's joining. Drew Holiday's joining. So that like those are some of like the you know with Drew and Middleton and stuff like that. That brings some more defense, mm-hmm. uh, defensive um, uh, minded guys that would definitely help and stuff like that. And just gives them some more length, especially with Middleton. Um, but I told you, I think that that Nigerian team might surprise some people. Yeah, you you were spot on, bro. They played very big and they're athletic too. You just watch them like run yeah. up and down the court. I was like, whoa. Yeah, you know, good transition. Yeah, the only D. thing that's really um, kind of weird is that like I don't think anybody expected Nigerian team. I think they hit like twenty threes. Like, yeah, how often is that really going to happen? Could be an anomaly. Right? Yeah, right at that part. So for sure. Yeah. What do you? Um, what about book? What about book? So if they win this, this is his first postseason. Grant, I think he's twenty four, twenty five now. This is like his fifth or sixth year. But um, I mean, that's a pretty good start. Being that this is his first postseason, if he's gonna win, you know, uh, if you know, he might win MVP. I, I would give it to Chris Paul right now. But you know, he's yeah. clearly gonna have a chip. Uh, I don't know what the future holds for Phoenix. I don't think Chris Paul can get much better. So it seems like they're gonna have to do some kind of, you know something there at some point in the future to kind of figure that out. And they're going to have to, you know, continue to keep a good team around him. But uh, if he keeps improving like that and wins a couple MVPs, like he's definitely on track already for, you know, a hall of fame career. So. Yeah. I mean, book is leading there. I don't know if book will get to an MVP to be honest. Um, Cause um, like just a competition that he's going to be going up against. It's going to mm-hmm. be tough. Right, yeah. like you have Jokic, you got Doncic, you got Embiid, Trey Young um, now, bro. You, right, you got you know you got Trey, um, Steph, like Clay Thompson's oh, yeah. coming back, right? Like so, Steph is gonna be there. Bron is like James Harden, like there it's it's gonna be tough for Book Definitely. to, um, and you know we're not even mentioning guys like you know like Zion, like Zion averaged fucking what was it like 28 or yeah. yeah like and he's only he he just turned 21 yeah man he is unstoppable going to the rim bro he just got that like quick twitch that I've never seen you know like so like especially just, somebody his size so yeah, bro it's so it, it's gonna be tough for a book it really is gonna be tough for a book but I think I don't know if that's gonna hinder I don't think he it, would it be nice for him to get it? I think it may book may run to a situation similar to like a Kobe where yeah, like one yeah. where he, he had one, but there were seasons where you like, damn, Kobe could have probably won it. And book may run into those situations, but I think book would rather probably have like, give me the championship. I'll take the championship. Yeah. I don't need these sure. lesson names. So well, that's true. Cause it's like, you, you kind of just said it. There's so many MVP scenarios where you look at it and you're like, so-and-so else probably should have won that. Right. You know? Um, yeah. You know, you can argue that with LeBron's first year in Miami. You know, D. Rose won it, and a lot of people thought they just gave it. You know, D. Rose played phenomenal that season for sure. But, like, if you look at LeBron's numbers, and they had the better record. Like, you know, like, he, he just played amazing. But it was kind of like, yeah. you know, maybe the league was kind of pissed off at LeBron at that time, and he had just won two. So it may have been, like, voter fatigue. Um, 
even you know what's a weird one, bro. Even 2018, someone just posted something about like Harden stacked up against LeBron. I don't remember what the team records were, but like Bron's stats were like far better than Harden's that year, which was which is crazy. It's weird too because Harden was. I, I was just looking this up. He won the scoring title in 2018, but Bron scored the most points that season. I didn't under, I didn't realize that that the scoring title isn't whoever scored the most points; it's whoever averaged the most points per game. Yeah, it's always, yeah, it's always been whoever for a minimum. The most because it's like right, yeah. Because you got to look at it like you can probably score the most. It's probably like you you don't miss out on any games, right? Yeah, you got to kind of equate for like injuries and stuff like that so. that's what it was harden played 72 that year and braun played every game but i don't like that in that situation bro like okay he played 10 more games like i think he deserves that scoring title over Harden in that situation like that, that that's weird to me that like the person that literally scored more points doesn't have the scoring title that, that that's very odd but that's an argument for another day um yeah yeah i don't know it'll it'll be interesting and then on the flip side though what about Giannis? if they can turn this around and win it that's going to look pretty good for him being that he decided to stay there, took the max, you know, wanted to build around and then brought them their first title since Luel Cinder. Yeah, okay. So yeah, I think with Giannis, it will um, put him start to really start to develop his like Hall of Fame career profile. Mm-hmm. Right. Where, you know, he has two MVPs. If he can get a championship, especially bring it to that market, bring it to a smaller market, but it's not going to, um, like I said, it's not gonna help like him get bring people to Milwaukee. Like nobody wants to go to Milwaukee, bro. No, man, this is a bummer for the small markets because if if no one wanted to join LeBron James in Cleveland, you know what I mean? Like obviously they no you know going. they had to draft no Kyrie and trade for love, but like when did he ever even get a free agent? That you know what I mean? Like not, like those small markets, it sucks. Like it's just I I, I really feel for him. It's like Boston. LA, New York, they kind of have an advantage in that they can kind of just land free agents, even if it doesn't look like the franchise is going in the right direction. You know, it's crazy. Well, I don't know if that because remember, you look at those years where with New York, like they couldn't get anybody. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I think it, it really it has to be the right situation for players wanting to go there. Um, I think New York is starting to kind of um, adjust and kind of they're right on they're on they're on the right trajectory right like they got a good coach um with Thibodeau and then um they made it to the playoffs right so they're in they're going in the right uh right direction so you think they could land a big free agent this offseason New York it just seems like like everything you just said they're on the right path right now and they what were fourth in the east this year like I I could see something Maybe I just I'm not sure who who though. Yeah, I don't either. Like I don't. <laughs> there's no like top five free agents. This you know I don't really think. But like, like the free agency class this year, I I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I haven't even it, looked at it, it to be honest with you. I, I'm probably yeah. I have to look at it. Maybe we can talk about that in the comment one of these coming yeah, episodes. We will. What to get into that? You know, kind of see where people are gonna land. But uh, it's a. Uh, it'll definitely be interesting to see what happens with the young teams like that, like them, Atlanta, on the other side, you got like Dallas, uh, obviously Phoenix is still pretty young. Yeah. It's just like we've talked about before. It's like that new era kind of like these stars coming in and they're kind of like, yeah. you know, I'm excited for Atlanta. Cause Atlanta were, I mean, Atlanta were Atlanta was like, you got to think Bogdanovich was kind of injured. Mm-hmm. 
They were missing DeAndre Hunter. Cam Reddish didn't play for the whole entire um didn't play for the whole entire playoff. So like they could be pretty nice yeah. and then they'll get a full seat. You know, they get a full off off season and everything and mini camp with um with Nate McMillan now that they done named him the coach. So like Atlanta can be nice. Um, but I think the whole entire this whole entire offseason is gonna be revolved around the Sixers. And what they're going to do with that offense, what they're going to do with Ben Simmons, like mm-hmm. they have to figure something out. They do. And Portland, bro. It's, you know, I've a lot of Dame talk right now. Like everyone's wondering what the deal is with that. So it like we've talked about before, it'd be interesting to see if they got a deal done together. But I've also seen people say stuff like send Dame over to like Golden State because Golden State has like the best package with like two high picks and all this stuff. And I'm just like – I don't like that. That doesn't make sense. Like they've already got two guards, arguably two top five guards of their position. Like, why would they need Dame Lillard? That doesn't even make sense to me. Like, you know, it makes zero sense. There's not a lot of players that would go to Golden State that I can say that about because they're such a well-oiled like passing machine and they play such team basketball. But like, he's one that I just I don't think that would really work out very well. Him and Steph no, I, play so similar. Like, it's you know, yeah, they have similar games. And they don't play any defense, bro. Yeah, that's that's a good point too. Like, it to just slate. doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't fit, bro. It no. doesn't fit. I yeah. mean, I I I do kind of had to like. I know I've been. We both said that, like, no, we don't think it'll happen in regards to the whole Dame going to LA thing. We just don't think Dame is that type of person. But that would be you so see, crazy. They, they, they would. You saw that they just kind of like met up and you know kind of yeah. chopped it up a little bit at that game. Dame love was in the other, fucking bro. in the new Space Jam movie, and so it's like like. They have like hella respect for each other, bro. Whenever you hear them talk right. to each other in interviews, like they're just always, you know, that would be scary too, man. That is exactly the type of person LeBron thrives on. Like, you know, D Wade he had, but D Wade was kind of, he wasn't like 06 D Wade, right? He was a little slower. His knees were kind of starting to bother him and stuff yeah. like that. And then but, Kyrie kind of took that to the next level. You know, he was young and kind of, and like, Dame is just like that, like a kind like he can go get his own shot. He's a dog. He's yeah. like he's you know, and he just he it his game complements Bron so well because he is a shooter mm-hmm. and he get he spread like you have to commit to Dame, yeah. like and you have to pick him up at half court, right? And so like all that does is just open Bron's game up and and AD's game mm-hmm. up more because they have more space. Because you as a defender, you cannot sag off a of Dame, bro. Mm-hmm. Like you just you're. You're asking for him to drop a 50 ball on you. You sag on him where he's going to drop 10, 12 threes in a game. I totally agree. But the thing is, is like, who are they even expecting that they would trade for Dame? Because I assume they're not putting Anthony Davis in that. But I would. I would trade Anthony Davis in a heartbeat for Dame Willard. I don't care, bro. Like, I, you know, AD's a good player, man. But I just don't even trust that he can play a full season. Like the dude is just like I, I don't know. I don't. I don't trust it. I don't I know if I can do that. I don't know <laughs> if I can commit to that now. Nah. Like give up eight. Like not like Dame is nice, but like you 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 got to have some type of like low post presence and rebounding and stuff like that. Like I know they got Drummond there, but Drummond no. and AD just don't compare, right? No. Um, I'd get both of them out of there. Just get a formidable presence down there. Just some like middle of the road like. Seven out of ten, eight out of ten players, and then just let Brown and Dame do their thing. That's what I think. That'd be 
his best formula for success. Yeah, but I just I still don't think that Dame is going to end up leaving. I think if any if anything happens, it, we talked about this. Like it's going to be CJ. They're going to find a way to find a, to push CJ somewhere else, mm-hmm. um, and, and kind of take things from there. Well, they were saying Demar or uh, yeah, Demar Derozan could go over to the Lakers, bro, and like talking about how. It, I don't. How does that help? I don't understand that, bro. Like the thing is, like every Bron team, he's been successful and he's had shooters, and like he since he's been to LA has had such a absence of shooters, and it's like he needs like a dog three point shooter, like even if it's like, like not that good of a player, but like a good like a Mike Miller yeah. or something like that, just someone that's like they're gonna hit threes, and he hasn't had that yeah. in like two seasons, bro. Like that's what well, he the thrives thing on. Is like I I get why the bar people have brought that up because of the fact that like. The other thing that Brian doesn't have is a guy that can go and get his own mm-hmm. right outside of AD. Like DeMar can go and get in. He can average 24 a game. Mm-hmm. He can get his own shot. Right. And I think there's been a little bit of a lack of that as well is a guy that can just go and get his own shot. Granted, it's it's more of like that mid range game or whatever, but he can go and get it. But. The shooting is like DeMar shot. What did he shoot? I think damn near. I, under Low 30 30s, yeah something really not good from from three. the three and that i mean now granted that could change because he may be getting different looks with brian like everybody we we've seen these guys get better like shoot better when they play with brian just because of his ability to drive to the basket and get it out um with the attention but mm-hmm. yeah I, I don't know dog i don't either i don't like that move at all i'm kind of just um Lost on the Lakers right now. Don't really know what to think. You never want to count Brown out, but I'm kind of to the point where I'm like, he's really showing his age. Um, I don't have faith in Anthony Davis, and I just I kind of think that window's closing. You know, so we'll see though. Okay, if they landed Dame, I'd be right back on the. If if they somehow landed Dame Lillard, I'd be like, you know, what if they brought D'Lo back? See, he's so weird, bro. That dude is such an enigma. Like, he had some down years. Well, first of all, he showed a lot of promise when he was first in L.A., right? Then he had some down years. And then when he went to Brooklyn, he played phenomenal. And then, again, I – yeah. And then he went to what he was backing up Steph in Golden State, and now he's in Minnesota, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, he had – Was he good good this year? Yeah, I haven't – he was just injured. He got injured, so he didn't get a chance to play. But when he played, I mean, he was putting about like close to twenty a game. He can shoot the rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Not and he's a true point guard. Yeah, he is. He's a true. Snitch, I mean, he's mature now, right? So like, he's not that little. He's not that guy that over there hopping around and all. Like yeah. he's not doing that. So still a snitch. Like though. man, if you don't... <laughs> come on, out. bro. That is like the. Biggest, like, I don't even know what the hell that dude was thinking. Like, little bro, man, that's your teammate. What are you doing recording him? Yeah, that was weird, bro. Do you remember it when was. that came out? I was like, what mm-hmm. the hell is it? Like, this is like Kardashian yeah. shit in the NBA it right was. now. Like, but he was like 19, 20 when it yeah, happened. He, he was a baby. Was, <laughs> you know, he better. Or Swaggy P wanted to beat his ass, man. That, that was, was crazy. Funny. I, I miss Swaggy P, man. That dude was a beast. That dude is hilarious. Um, so I, I did want to uh, kind of talk about, I know I sent it over to you or whatever, the whole Rachel Nichols thing. Yeah. Are we talking about it, like bro. this whole NBA situation? Right. Like, so I guess I want, first I want to kind of get your thoughts on like the whole situation with her and Maria Taylor. Well, I think, and I'm going to 
you know, bounce that back to you at some point here to talk about the race part of it, because I want to understand, you know, from your side, I, so I listened to the clip, right. And she said, whatever, she got to that one point where she said something like, I understand why ESPN wants to do it because they have a bad history of like a lack of diversity. Right. And Mm -hmm. I think the way that the clip came off, like, yeah, she seemed just very like, like two, I've never seen Rachel Nichol. It's just, you know, it was like, you seem like a different person than what I've always seen you on the camera. Right. And it was kind of like that turned me off to her. I was like, oh, I just like it seemed ugly. It seemed like a jealousy thing. And she was kind of like playing that cutthroat role of like, I'm doing whatever I can to preserve, you know, my spot. Um, right. But I didn't like that comment. Um, do you take it as far as like, is that a racist comment? Well, <clears throat> what happened with the Rachel, Rachel Nichols thing is what I feel like a lot of black people feel what happens when you have these people that you that you kind of come off as being allies, mm-hmm. but when they're alone and amongst their own, they have conversations, much like Rachel, Rachel Nichols did, that's mm-hmm. like, they don't really mean that shit. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so that's what I think kind of came out with this whole Rachel Nichols thing is like, oh, yeah, we're allies. I'm here for you. But then you go and say shit like that behind my back. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Right. Like and um, and it's you know, and it's not to say that ESPN doesn't have uh, doesn't have um, bad representation when it comes to diversity and everything. But, you know. What what really bothered me was that you have people like Steven Jackson and Kendrick Perkins and everything coming to the defense of Rachel Nichols, right? Mm-hmm. And Steven Jackson mentioned it like we're you, there's been times um, where people discuss about like how, especially with black individuals, we feel like certain people get jobs just because they're white, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And in this situation, Rachel Nichols is making it seem like Maria Taylor was getting a job just because she's black. That's and fair. In my, and in my thing is like, okay, yeah, it's been happening for years that individual like white individuals were getting jobs just because they were white. Definitely. And now all of a sudden, because a black individual is going to get a job because they're black, now it's a problem. See, and like, like maybe that plays a role. Like they'd rather, but like I don't like. I think Taylor's phenomenal. Like you know, like I don't think Maria Taylor her, is a dog. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't. So it doesn't to me. It doesn't obviously. Your ethnicity is who you are that plays a role in, you know, who you are as a person. Like, it's part of your right. culture. It's part of your history, for sure. Like, celebrate if you're black, white, Mexican, whatever you are. But that doesn't change, you know, her skill as a broadcaster and what she brings that her into. That's that's kind of how I look at it. It's just tough, man. I don't know. I don't think Rachel Nichols meant any hate behind what she was saying. I think it was more her just trying to protect, you know, because the clip started off with her saying, like, what was it? They didn't want her doing the jump that day or something. They wanted her just doing the Doris Burke like side no, recording. They so they um if I'm not mistaken, they wanted Maria to do some of the sideline reporting. Mm-hmm. Right. Um and she was like, um no, yeah, they wanted Maria to do some of the sideline reporting. Okay. And they were going to pull Rachel, if I'm not mistaken, or I could have it wrong, but I believe that's what the case was. And she was like, no, yeah, like yeah. find it, find it elsewhere or whatever. Uh-huh. And my thing is, is like, they're not even taking your bread and butter away. They didn't take the jump away. Mm-hmm. For sure. You still had it. They just wanted somebody else to be on the sideline. Right. Yeah. And no. like, even now she still has the, she's still doing the jump. Yep. 
I think she was off for that day. I think they took her off during yeah. like the whole controversy thing. Yeah, they but, took her uh, off the day, and then the following day she came back and she talked about like not wanting to be the you know you know be the story, and she ended up becoming that or whatever. But that whole situation, I think it just kind of for black individuals, it just kind of highlighted like what we already kind of feel like somebody will say something in your face and then say something like that behind you. Yeah, no, and it's something I'll never understand. But like I, I hear what you're saying, man. That's uh, do you think it's like she's apologized and now everything kind of goes back to normal like her and maria taylor have a working relationship or is it just going to be no no yeah <laughs> no i guarantee i guarantee you from here on now maria taylor will kind of look at her you know like you know you know i say you like you keep your eye on somebody like you can't trust yeah exactly. you can she can't trust her now yeah for sure. Because you always gonna have that thought in the back of her head of like, what is she saying behind my back? Mm-hmm. What is she saying when I'm not around? Yeah. And it's too bad because it's like <sighs> you just look at it and it's like, I don't I don't necessarily think that what's her name? Uh the jump girl who we're talking about, Rachel Nichols, um Rachel Nichols necessarily yeah. I don't think she wants anything bad for Maria Taylor. It's just yeah, that that was not a good thing to come out. You know, that's it's just, it just like you just highlighted. It just makes it look like you're very two faced. Like you're saying something when you know someone's right. around, and, and then. And I think we get it. People get this sort of like we get like you want your bread too. Like you don't want nobody coming in and stepping in on your shit. Yeah. And nobody's saying that's the problem, but it was the way that she went about trying to say those things, right? Where like rather it it came off as her trying it just the way she went about like well she highlighted the diversity part right so it's kind of like you're kind of saying like maybe she doesn't deserve this role it's just right and it's like yeah and it it just it it did not it definitely didn't rub people the right way right when there was another way where you can still be an ally like hey like um you know i would i I don't want to give this role to maria maybe you guys can find something else for her um, you know what I mean? Like, and could and just left it at that. And I don't think people would have yeah. had in mind, but you bring then you start to bring up this whole diversity thing. And well, that's stuff the thing, like that. right? And that's what gets people to question your, yeah, your, like, like if that whole clip came out, but that one sentence wasn't there, you know, I think maybe it'd be looked at a lot fine. different, yeah, you know, right? Like, just, no one asked for you to get specifics, but if yeah, right, look, you know what I mean? Like, so and that, like, who else, who else knows what else she's fucking saying, you know what I mean? Exactly, like, just, so that's that, just, it, and. Exactly. And that's what kind of, again, it just goes back to that point of like, you know, black individuals just had this thing where like you just you're very cautious of people that like say that they want to be your allies because you don't know what they're saying when you're not around. Yeah, exactly. This. uh, Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I talk a bunch of crap about you when you're not around, Mo. But uh. I'm sure you do. (laughs) I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. <laughs> yeah, man. All right, bro. Let's jump into the next NFC division that we were gonna do. So yeah. Got, so the NFC East, and I'm excited for this one because this is gonna be, in my opinion, the most exciting division to watch this year. Because not necessarily because of the skill, but just they're all gonna everybody be able- is trash. <laughs> well, outside of like the outside of like the Redskins, right? Well, hey, that's racist, bro. We don't say that anymore. That's, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. The Washington <laughs> football team. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm about to get trolled so bad. Catch I just said canceled. all that shit about Rachel Nichols, <laughs> and all of a sudden, I just said the Redskins. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're yeah, canceled. Man. Yep. We just got canceled. to cut that, that bro. 
<laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> uh, no, but they, so they were all trash last year, right? I think all of them have made improvements. So they're all going to be a little better. And they, a lot of them had injuries, right. That, you know, that prevented them from, you know, maybe seeing their full potential. So they're going to be different teams this year, but I yeah. still think they're all hovering around the same area. So I think we might run into a situation this year where it's like, yeah, they're all within a game or two of each other, but they're all around like eight or 10 games. So it's going to be very interesting or 10 win seasons for all of them is what I think. So it's like, it's going to be very interesting. Like the only team that I would feel confident in saying that they can get to 10 wins would be the Washington football team. Like okay. that, that's the only one that I have the most confidence in to do that. You want to start the defense with them? It's really solid. Yeah, we can start with them, but the defense is really solid, right? Like that D line is just, there, that D line is top three for sure. Easily, you know what I mean. And then, and then they have re- they have really good pieces on offense. Yeah. Well, I mean, you defensively know, in general, right? Their secondary pro football focus ranked them. I just was looking all this up for this episode. They're top ten in secondary, and like obviously we know how good their D line is. So you can argue they're a top three defense in football. You know what I mean? So yeah. It's like that's not what yeah. you have to worry about. It's just all the kind of unknowns on offense, namely at quarterback. Well, I think, I think they, the quarterback situation, cause who they have, is it Fitzpatrick? Yeah. Who well, I'm a fan and of, I'm, but I'm, I'm, fully, yeah, I'm a fan of Fitz. fully you, objective you, in the fact that there's games where he looks amazing and there's games where he throws right. six picks and it's like, <laughs> what, what the hell, bro? You know? But I, I think if they can, if they can really just focus, like they, I think they got, they got some decent running backs, right? Um, yeah, Gibson showed a lot of promise last yeah, year. Yeah, Gibson man. is nice. They got JD McKissick. So I think that, and then like the receivers that they have, uh, that receiving core with McLaurin. Um, they just got Curtis Samuel too, um, from the Panthers. Yeah. So, yep. And then they picked up, I got that, that they have the tight end, like I said, McKissick. And like, so like they have pieces. Yeah. Um, and then the deep, the defense is just so solid that like, the defense will keep the game close. They just need the offense to come through. They won seven games with Alex Smith being a quarterback who can't, you know what I mean? Who literally just came back from like a life ending. Yeah. Like, exactly. Like, you know what I mean? So I, that like literally that's the only team that I can think can really get to okay. 10 wins, bro. And feel, and feeling like confident, a little bit more confident than any of the other teams. I got you. I think for sure, like, defense doesn't even have to be spoken about. They're going to give them great field position. You just made a good point. They had such mediocre offensive play last year and still were successful as they were, you know, just based on that D. If they're all line and Ryan Fitzpatrick can kind of play just above average, they don't have to play amazing, bro, I could see them getting to, like, 12, 13 runs. I really could. Like, if it, yeah. it all depends on the offense, but I could see it. So I've got them at 11 wins. That's where I got them at. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I does literally the same thing that I had. I had 11 wins. I think they just that defense and they they get into the playoffs. I would say, especially if if Fitzpatrick's is like if Fitzpatrick's is really hitting on it, mm-hmm. they're probably they're probably going to be probably one of the more scarier teams because of that defense. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Yeah. Definitely. Let's go over to the Giants because I I think this. Team is going to surprise you. is coming back. Bro. I'm, I think is coming listen, back. This is going to be a good year for them. Not an amazing year, but I, I think they're going to shock a lot of people this year. And I think – so they got uh, – what's his name? Kadarius Tony out of Florida. He was all mm-hmm. SEC. 
and you're pairing him with Kenny Galladay now and Sterling Shepard. So obviously Evan Ingram, uh, they just got Kyle Rudolph, uh, Saquon's coming back. So Danny Dimes has weapons, bro. Like it's like, you know, it's like he's. And everything is going to be predicated on him. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like what are you going to do? I don't know how good their offensive line is, but he's definitely going to have weapons. So it's going to be interesting. They're going to be a fun team to watch on offense. You know, they're going to have a lot of, I think, big play moments, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So. And like he can't be falling down on 70 yard runs right before you get to the end zone, bro. Mm -hmm. Like. Yeah, you, you remember that when he failed, he wide, wide open yeah. field, and he failed in the middle of the hash marks. He was just running. Like, bro, yeah. what is you doing, dog? Like, yeah, did bro. you like did you have the wrong cleats on, or like what's going? On? <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy, man. I do. Remember I that. understand how he did that, but he um is is really gonna revolve around him and his ability to you know get the ball to those guys, get the ball to his his um, playmakers, and let them do their thing. Like, yep. They have a good secondary on the other side of the ball as well, too. And then they took two yeah. linebackers and corners uh, to fill out their draft. So, to me, like, aside from Danny Jones, it's going to depend on their pass rush because uh, Pro Football Focus has them at 18 in pass rush mm-hmm. going into the season. So, that's very middle of the pack, right? It, it's just like if they can get pressure on the quarterback, I think everything else kind of fills out and they could be a scary team. So Yeah, I mean – when you got you, they, um, they they re-signed Leonard Williams, mm-hmm. who was here. What he had like eleven, yeah, like eleven he, or twelve sacks last year. So like, I wonder if they still have know, Blake Martinez too, because that dude was a beast. Yep, last they year. still got they still got Blake Martinez. So you know what I mean. And then, like you said, that their secondary is nice with Julius Peppers and Love, and mm-hmm. they they got the pieces there. Um, I, I, again, I think it's just going. It's going. It's going to come down to one. I think they. They're Leonard Williams is going to need some extra help on that line. Yeah, like he needs need somebody piece. else to like. If, if he's giving eleven, he needs somebody else to at least get about six. Right, yeah. like give me halfway, and then I promise you, we'll we'll do a thing. And the secondary will be there to where they should be able to get some coverage sacks as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's going to revolve all around like uh, Daniel Jones and him kind of taking that next step and. Like he had, you have one of the top um, end zone threats over the last couple of years with Galladay, right? Yep. Like he led the league in touchdown receptions. Yep. That's not that's that's not a coincidence, right? So you had that threat there. You got you got um, and Sterling Shepard coming, but it's a Sterling Shepard's a beast. Yeah, he's a good. He's a great. I think he is like the perfect like on paper, number two option is receiver, right? You know, Kennedy Gallagher exactly. is that classic big body, go up over people, and then Shepard's going to be everything in between, right? Like just kind of running the slants, getting like the in-between yardage and stuff like that. Is Saquon good? You know, that's my question because didn't he tear his uh, ACL and MCL or something like that? So I don't uh, know if it was both, but I know for sure it was the ACL. So, like, hopefully his recovery, you know, is, is to the point to where, like, he can get back because – he, you know, he touched the ball. You at least getting four, four and a half yards per carry. I just hope he's the same, bro. It would like break my heart to see someone with so much like intangible talent, like that we saw from him at Penn State, to just see like a career not pan out in the NFL due to injury. You know, because he had a great first like- and second year in the pros, but the team sucked, and now it's like, please come back, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. So I think with them, um, I had eight. I give them 10. I think they're going to be big this year, bro. You, 
You got a lot of I'm, faith in Daniel I, Jones that I don't know if I have that faith. I, I don't know if I do either. I'm just it's that's my it's like a, it was a gut thing. It was like ten. 10 yeah. Minutes. I was like, all right, we're giving them ten. All right. They got another game this year. I think they can get it. Now the other two teams, I don't think are going to be as good as these two teams for some reason. I just I have the Giants above the rest of them. But uh, which one are you going to go into, Dallas or Philly? Uh, let's go with Philly. We'll say the Cowboys for last. Okay. <laughs> Oh, boys. All right. Um, I guess we can start with the draft, right? They took Devonta Smith. They took two dudes out of Alabama because their next pick was uh, Dickerson, who was their center. Yeah. He's a stud, yeah. too, which he they is. needed. you know. Right. And they both have relationships with um, – what, what am I drawing a blank? Um, who's the quarterback for the Eagles? I'm drawing a blank right now. Oh, uh, Jalen Hurts. Sorry. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Um, they both have relationships with him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's familiar, you know, he get he has that familiarity with, uh, with the center and with, uh, Devonte Jones. So it's, I, I like it, but I, at best, the, the best that I can get with the Eagles, um, and we don't even know if, if Jalen's going to start. Yeah. Like, cause fair. the coach hasn't even committed to that. Right. Like he hasn't even committed. They may put, who is it? What Flacco? Yeah, he's their backup. Right? So, like, Flacco could potentially uh, start. Um, so, we're not even sure. But the best I got for the Eagles – because, I mean, they picked up Ryan Kerrigan, um, yep. who's kind of like on the tail end of his career. But they got Anthony Harris um, from the Vikings, uh, who's really solid in the secondary. Um, and so, they're you match him up with, with uh, Slayton, with Darius Slayton and everything. So, like, they could be really nice, but – I just I don't think there's enough there, especially on the offensive side. I don't I don't Yeah, I that's where it gets tricky, right? I think their offensive line is gonna improve a lot this year. It's just about the yeah. skill positions because uh so they took that center out of Alabama, Dickerson. Uh they still have Andre Dillard who played horrible last year, but um he, he's had good years before. And then um they're getting back Brandon Brooks, who was uh their right guard. He was out all last year, but he was arguably one of the best guards in football two years ago. So I think their their line yeah. will be better. And they picked up carry on. Yeah, that'll be interesting, right? Who's their other running back? I think they got like Boston Scott and some just some yeah, other Boston guy, Jordan Howard. Like yeah. they got some uh some de- decent pieces there. And then they got uh Marsega Whiteside as a receiver, uh Jalen uh Rieger. So there's that some, but it's just mm-hmm. I I, it's, I just I, don't trust it enough. Yeah, that's what I was about to say, man. I'm kind, I'm with you there. It's weird. Like it seems like a lot of the teams we've analyzed so far, the skill position players hasn't really been what we've highlighted. You know, other than quarterback, we've made them yeah. their X factor a lot. But like here, that's what it is for me. I don't know how their running backs or receivers are going to really do. You know, yeah, they, there's a, a lot of just guys that are not completely proven yeah right and like carry on has been injured yeah boston scott have been okay jordan howard okay jj arcega whiteside okay like Jalen rigger like he has promised but he's still young it's just the and he hasn't really right and then you don't know what's gonna happen with uh Devontae smith so like it's just there are a bunch of guys that you are com- it's just too many unknowns that you don't know how this is going to work out or mesh mm-hmm yep and they have a you know one of the best defensive lines in football with Graham and uh, what's the other dude's name? Huge Fletcher Cox, is that his name, or is he? 
not there. Yep, anymore. Fletcher's yeah. there. Yeah, no, 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 Fletcher's there. Yeah. Um, but their secondary was really bad last year, so that's another X factor for me. You know, they got to be able to stop the pass, and they just, you know, yeah. were not good last year. They just were a disheveled mess as a team, like as a whole unit last year. So, it'll well, be I think them like I think having Slay bringing over Anthony Harris will kind of help kind of bring some more support in the secondary. So I mm-hmm. think them bringing picking up Harris was huge, but um, and they picked up like Lavert Hill as well. So I think they try to address some of those things, uh-huh. but I'm going six. I was literally saying the same thing, bro. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, this not, and they're not ready. Yeah. No, they got talent, but it's just a lot of the unknown, man. You just have no idea. Yeah, what the hell's It's gonna just not enough. It. Yeah. All right. America's team, man. America's team. <laughs> America's team. The Cowboys. You know it, bro. What's your thoughts? So, it's, I think everything with the Cowboys, it's the defense. Right? Yeah. Like, they have to get – so, they brought in um, – was it Dan Quinn from the uh, Falcons? They may have, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so I brought, they brought him in as the defense, head defensive coordinator or whatever. Okay. So hopefully he can help address some of the things that they had going wrong there. Hopefully. Because um, the Falcons' defense was never that good. So it'll just be that part. So. But um, so because I think they, they have – I think they have guys. I just think that they were running a wrong scheme last year. And they were kind of young yeah. on defense as well. They still um, are, man. They just brought in one yeah. Parsons, who's a, he's a beast, a linebacker from Penn State. They're going to have one of the best mm-hmm. linebacking cores in football this year, man. Which they needed. Yeah. They needed because they were old yeah. at the so linebacking. They, right. Because But what's his name's gone now? Um, Fucking what's his name? Skip loves him. Uh, I don't remember the dude's name. He's one of their linebackers. But they now have young linebackers. Parsons is going to be paired with that Van Der Esch kid, and then Jalen Smith yeah, is still Van there. Are you talking about like Sean? What was the guy's name? Sean Lee. Sean, Sean Lee. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's gone. So, you know, out with the old and with the new. They got some fresh. Jalen Smith, I don't know how old he is, but Van Der Esch is young. Obviously, Parsons is a rookie. They're going to have a really good linebacker core. A really athletic. Like, a lot. They can – all three of those dudes can yeah. fly around the field. So, yeah. You know. And I think what the NFL now is like, you need that, right? Like you yeah. need those guys that can cover in space, that can cover, you know, going east and west on that yeah. field. Can't be like, one dimensional anymore, man. No, like it's just, you really people are can't. too athletic. So, so it's gonna be like you need that now. So it'll be, um, and then I think is the other thing is that like I I know a lot of the story has been about Dak, but I don't think it's Dak. I think is 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 Elliot. I'm right there with you, bro. I've been saying this, like, you know, for a while now. People kind of look at me weird. I thought Pollard played better than Zeke last year, bro. Like, Pollard looked like he wanted – like, he just had that explosiveness about him when he was running the ball. Zeke last year looked lethargic to me. Like, when he touched the ball, he was like, I'm going down after five, six yards, whatever. Like, you know, like, Pollard wanted to hit his head on the goalpost every time he touched the ball. Like, and I just – I like seeing that type of – enthusiasm and Zeke was like that a couple years ago it's just like I don't know what happened man he just seems like he's out of it the O-line is not what it was five years no, ago not but even it's close. still it's still good it's still like a it's, solid yeah, yeah it's just like what, it probably, it's not elite yeah I, I don't think top five but probably between like six and twelve like they, they were good offensive line so there's not really an excuse there um they've got one of the best receiving cores in the league uh obviously with you know CD Lamb uh What's his name? Michael yeah, Gallup. Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. Cooper. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. Like so, yeah. They pieces are there. They just so that's what I said. It's not gonna be on Dak. It's go, literally gonna be on Elliot. Like he has to show up. Yeah, because that, that team goes as he goes, and then they get Blake Jarwin back. He was a tight end they drafted last year, um, who tore his ACL like in one of the first couple games. I remember watching okay. that game, and I felt really bad. So it'll be uh it'll be interesting to see because he looked like he had a lot of promise, a very athletic, big tight end. So. Yeah. It's weird. It's one of those things. It's just like such a Cowboys scenario, right? Like they have such good personnel. You look at them on paper and you're thinking if they're healthy and they gel, this could be a, a really good team. But then like every year, it's kind of like the Lions, right? It's just like, okay, they're just going to resolve Can't right back there. Yep. Can't figure it out. So I, with this, I said, literally I typed, I'm going eight because I'm completely in the dark. Like I have no idea what's about to happen with this. Like, like, I put they, eight or nine. Yeah. So. I put eight or nine. Like they just – is like you could you you want to see the defense mm-hmm. right yeah. i think at, at if, out, out of all the questions you have about the cowboys it's can dan quinn bring a defense and you're not even bringing asking for an elite defense you're just asking for like a middle of the road like not to be just completely null and void of a defense if they can bring a defense that like you said if they can be around maybe 15 to 18 it's yeah. solid enough to where the offense is going to do it. The offense is going to put up points that going to sure. throw for like damn near 5,000 yards. That's going to happen. Yeah. I was about to ask you that. So you think Dak is just going to be business as usual coming back from the injury and just, you know, it's too many weapons for it. Not, I just need to see him do it from start to finish, man. It just seems like too often. I don't know if it was the coaching's fault and how like the positions yeah. they're putting him in, but it's like, He'd start balling when they were that down happens. by twenty-one. Like yeah. it's like you yeah. know, it's like yeah. it doesn't yeah. mean anything yeah. to me. Those are empty calories. Yeah. So yeah. great arm yeah. makes great throws, but I need to but see that like more his, consistently. It's not his fault though when they're down nope. by that, right? No. Like you, when your defense can't stop anybody. No, exactly. <laughs> right. So he's very composed. I don't think he makes a ton of mistakes. Uh, I like watching players like that. Um, again, yeah, it's just such a system game that you know you're so dependent on every other position and every other unit that yeah like it's just going to come down to them all performing and uh i think he could be successful but uh yet to see it happen with dallas so we'll uh we'll see i mean fuck do you remember in the 90s when they won those three super bowls i was too young for that but apparently they were good right before i was alive that's what that's they were so they were i mean you damn near couldn't go anywhere without seeing and which i mean it's probably kind of kind of true a little bit to this today but i think it was way worse in the 90s where like people had like those cowboy starter jackets on <laughs> and like just different memorabilia and shit like that like they were that team yeah between I mean, them and the too. uh yeah between them and the university of miami Oof. like that those teams were Man, the U has just produced like the best defensive players like i mean like like ray lewis Jonathan Vilma, Troy Palomalo, Ed Reed, like all these dudes, you just see that come out of there. And it's like, holy crap. It's like a defensive powerhouse at school. You know, I wish they'd get Not back anymore, to that. But... No, they did a couple years ago. If they were like top 10, like, and it was like, kind of looked like they were making a resurgence, but and it's then crazy. They, plummeted. they did. Right. Same thing with like Florida. They were good for a while. Now who the fuck thought like, you know, it's just, it's just crazy. No, Florida's how, like, coming back. Florida's yeah, coming back. Yeah. It's just weird that how they fluctuate, you know, up and down. Michigan, obviously, everyone, you know, historically, one of the greatest football teams. But, like, they've been very – I know, like, you've made the argument it's true. They haven't been bad, but it's just, like, for their standards, they have been very mediocre, you know, the last five, ten years. So, it's 
I'll just be ready for when we move on from Harper. I know they re-signed him, and, and beforehand we I talked about it, about how the fact that, like, who else could we go get? Yeah. Um, because I don't know if there's, all, if there's somebody out there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but he – dog, like, you yeah. – <laughs> Like next season, I don't feel very confident going into next season. There's just too many like unexcusable things I feel like that have happened since he's been there for me to like. And some of it's growing pains, but like when you just still have not beat Ohio State and like you've won like once against MSU, like it's just stuff like that. It's like, bro, I can't like you got to be competitive, man. Like it's not, I don't know, with these rivals. Well, they definitely beat, they beat Michigan State more than once. I think twice, maybe, maybe, but I I don't think they have a winning record against State. No, I think it's even. I think it's like three and three, um, which is like. Yeah. And then there's that one fateful night. You and I were working together and they fucking fumbled that. Like, why do you keep bringing (laughs) this stuff up, bro? Because you were the one that told me about it. We were working. You were like, Michigan just fucking lost. I was like, I don't know. I was like, it was a second left, bro. Yeah. All you had to do was just get rid of the ball. Yeah. He could have just threw it. Like, you didn't have to do anything. Like, that, that was. The perfect storm, bro. That'll go down in history. It's one of like the craziest finishes to a college football game, man. Like between that, was, that and that Auburn and Alabama punt field return goal, or kick field goal, that return. field goal return for a touchdown. Those two was just that was nuts, bro. Uh, yeah, man, it's so crazy when you see crazy endings like that. Like those are just those things you just remember forever, man. Shit, we might as well yeah. go in before we uh, wrap it up with some of the boxing stuff. What's uh man, that dude Otani is just fucking crushing the ball right now, man. That Him, is... he's balling. Um Tatis has just been heavy nuts, hitter, man. Bro. Yeah. It's... And then did you see that one pit that pitcher that got that grand slam off of Scherzer? Yeah, it was like his first. That was at bat. insane, like, like, yeah. bro. Wasn't that like his first at bat or something like yeah, that? Yeah, like because normally you know, like with the MLB now, you every league has like a designated hitter, and he couldn't hit because a designated hitter was injured. Yeah, and so he had a hit for himself, and you hit off a of Matt Scherzer like that's an, and a grand slam. Yeah, that's insane, bro. What's weird is the two different leagues have that different rule, right? I don't know if I'm mixing these two up, but I believe it's the NL. You can have designated hitters, and in the AL, the pitchers hit, like which is no. I really think they're weird. both aligned now. Really, I think they're both aligned. If I'm not mistaken. All right, we'll have to look into that because I remember that it was like weird. It's funny, like every year when the All Star game was in one league, you know, you could have, and then when you know it was like during the World Series, the games it was at home for the AL team, like the pitchers. Yeah, had to hit. that was cool. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's all aligned to where both leagues have designated hitters. So Otani is he just? Their designated hitter then is what I'm wondering because like obviously it's not he he has like over 30 home runs it's not like he's only batting on the days that he's pitching like I'm sure he's just their designated hitter. Did you hear what his coach said? No, he doesn't take batting practice. He hasn't oh, took a batting practice all fucking year, dude. That's nuts. What? Someone test this man, bro. It's fucking crazy, man. He just like, belts him. What? How? First of all, he's huge. Yeah, he's a big boy. It's a big dude. 
But like, how are you? You haven't taken batting practice, and you lead the MLB in home runs. Come on, dog. He's so confident with the two. Like they're not like just sailing home runs a bit. Like he's just like no, re- blasting yeah. those things. Very Babe Ruth esque, man. Because I think Babe Ruth was a pitcher, and it was kind of the same exact thing. Yeah. Like he just, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's you know obviously not the same race or don't really look alike, but just these big pitchers that are just crushing the ball, man. Man. And then, like you just don't see that type of athleticism yeah, where you have guys that can go and be one thing, right? Like go and be a pitcher, right? And the energy that takes out of you. And then at the same time, turn around and, and bat and like have that athleticism and that power, yep. you know what I mean? But I think, I wonder if it kind of gives him an advantage because of how he may see a pitch, Right, yeah. being a pitcher, he may see a pitcher and be like, "Oh, I know what this is." Yeah, or right. I know how it exactly, and I can. Yeah. yeah, so I wonder if he knows how it, how to like how that ball is going to react and stuff like that. Yeah. I wonder if that gives him an advantage at all. Wow, that's a good point, man. Yeah, like maybe he just sees how they're gathering themselves and like what like he's just like you know everything. Like I, that's wild, release man. points, like release yep. points and yep. stuff like that. Like where he's Huge. like. That's such yeah. a good point, man. It's uh, and then on the flip side. Staying with pitchers, Degrom is just that dude is just a f- oh a my god! I don't even have words, bro. Like he's probably about to win like his third Cy Young. He's in a row. untouchable, like, bro. yeah, man. It's like he's he reminds me of what Verlander was like when he was in Detroit for those yeah. like where he was just yeah. killing it, you know? Yeah. So it's interesting. Like you were talking about before, it's just like it's more so this year than any. It's just been such a big year for pitchers. They're just like on another level this year. Um, mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see how it kind of wraps up um you have anything else you want to get into other than the uh fury wilder newest news i just want to know did did you get the south beach lebrons no i didn't bro i fucking wish why did you say that man if you i haven't i won't don't ask me because i'm not getting it that's like i don't i'm living very modestly over here right now so <laughs> those new threes look so nice those blue ones i don't know what they're called but no they don't <laughs> i love don't them bro do it. like i yeah because you like blue but no they I don't do like don't do blue. that dog. yeah i, I rock threes those. i was i saw those like what are they called uh, okay they're not university but i don't know what they're called. like racer blue or something yeah like that, trainer blue is, racer blue but... something yeah oh man it's just you know what stinks is like since stock x has became a thing now all these shoes have real like market value like so now whenever i do get back into this once i have money someday like it's just gonna cost hundreds of dollars for every pairs of shoes like, not that it didn't already but like i just feel like it's even more expensive than it was bro it, it, i should have kept is. them you sir made a great investment and i know like you probably let some go over your days but i know you have like probably over 100 pairs still so you've probably got like oh yeah, yeah. i still have over so props to you for holding on to all that shit because now with the creation of these like sneaker stock exchanges like you can really value how much like everything you've got and how mm-hmm. much is worth which is that's yeah cool, man. it was yeah, I'm excited for when we had the next episode when we I can get my homeboy Dre on and mm-hmm. uh, really kind of dive in a little bit deeper into it. Dre's Dre's more so a a Jordan sneakerhead, like okay. that's fine. He, but it'll be good to have um, kind of listen because the dude he's been in, he's gotten like you know Jordan has sent they sent him some shoes they flown him out to places like so he's he's <sighs> deep in the game. Cool, bro. Fuck yeah, love to hear it. We'll definitely have to get him on. Um, and then, yeah, let's wrap it up with the unfortunate news that Fury is COVID. So, God. I, bro, listen, I 
when Fury beat Klitschko in 2015 and they scheduled their rematch, he hurt his ankle and then he started doing cocaine and then he was out of boxing for like three years mm-hmm. and bloomed up to like whatever, 300, 400 pounds. I'm not saying that's about to happen again, but it just worries me that this fight's being postponed now. And it's like every interview you hear Fury do since Klitschko, he just says that. He's like, I could retire at any time. I already, my summit was beating Vladimir Klitschko. You know, like, I don't need to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I just do this because I'm a fighter. And it's like, so when he says stuff like that, you just feel like at any given moment, anything could make him decide that he's, you know, going to just kind of yeah. go off the rail again and not box. So I don't know. I'm just. <sighs> I'm worried of like how that how him having COVID will affect him in his um, training. Yeah, his endurance. Like, because you know those yeah, like that endurance. Like, you know, it's it COVID is a thing that affects your respiratory system, right? Like, so it's like it will he and then he was remember he was talking about he wanted to get to 300 pounds. Yeah, that's gonna be right. So like being 300 pounds, recovering from COVID, and then going into a fight where you 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 got these three minute like. Can you keep up that level of training and the endurance in it in order for you to be able to do those? And he, he's not somebody that sits still during a fight; like he's no. constantly moving. So that's the thing that, like, that's the first thing that jumped to my mind. Like, how what's his recovery going to be like? And is he going to be able to get to that type of peak conditioning where it's not going to affect him? Yeah. Can you imagine if Wilder just like? knocks him stark out in like one round it would just be like bro what is happening right now like right and i guarantee he's gonna fall back on like i had covid yeah right so it's just like which oh man i don't know i it's like it's i was sad because i was really excited about the fight um you know i thought it'd be pretty entertaining i didn't grin i didn't i felt we i think we both kind of agree we felt like fury probably win the fight but Mm -hmm. him having covid yeah, there was a I think they things. rescheduled it. He they rescheduled it for August, something like that, sometime in the fall. I think like August twenty yeah. fourth or something like that. So it'll be, um, I don't know. Like I just don't know if the recovery is enough for him to get over COVID, get back into like the fighting shape or whatever that he was in. <sighs> yeah, bro. It's, I, I'm yeah. kind of sad about it. I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of sad. Unfortunate. About it. It's just like what because it's it's roadblock after roadblock that won't that like to lead to that final undisputed heavyweight championship fight that we haven't seen since like 2003 or whenever, when Lennox Lewis had all the belts, like, it's like, I just want to see that fight of like all the belts are on the line. Like whoever wins, this is the undisputed unified, like heavyweight champ of the world, you know, like that's, yeah, it's been far too long. The Klitschko's dominated the era for a while, but they were so boring. They just would grab and jab and grab and jab. And, you know, they'd knock people out, but it was just like, they're just boring fighters. Like it's we got some and when personalities. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So there couldn't be a unified fight. Like, and it's just we have personalities in the game now. We got like three or four heavyweights that are you know really kind of making some noise. It, it it would just be great to finally get that mega fight because like man, that'd be one of the biggest fights of you know the last 10, 20 years if we could get like a Fury Joshua, you know, or even Wilder Joshua, depending on who's got the belt. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I don't know. It'll happen eventually, I suppose, but just another roadblock now. And we got to see if this fight takes place. Yeah. So like, this is the kind of stuff I feel like kind of pushes fans away. You know what I mean? Because you're just like, you want it, right? You mm-hmm. really want it. And then it gets pushed back. Something happens and stuff like that. Because I think people were getting excited about that Joshua and Fury, and Fury 
fight, they right? Were, like, yeah. You wanted that, right? Definitely. And then it's... you come back with the Wilder thing, which you and I kind of spoke like you, you want to kind of see where Wilder is at first before he jumps back into that fight. And then that listen, that whole face off, bro, has been you can't that had to be one of the weirdest face offs ever. Right. I don't understand what's going on in Deontay Wilder's head right now, bro. Like, cause you accused him of all this shit. And then you come there and you just put your headphones on. You don't say anything. It's like if if if, if that if that's what you believe, maybe he you know is just a bigger man. He's like whatever. I'm on to this fight and like I'm gonna knock him out. But I just feel like that's the time to talk, right? It's the time to sell the fight. And if you really believe all that shit happened, why are you not like this fucking dude tampered with his gloves? This dude didn't beat. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. He I don't know what's going on with that dude right now. It's just it's 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 very yeah. interesting. So. You know, fired his trainer. It just seems like he has a lot of yes men around him. Like, and he he can't accept. Yeah, and not accepting the blame. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but if he comes in and just knocks Fury out within like five rounds, it'll be like, holy shit! Okay, right? Maybe he had a point. Yeah. Like, (laughs) jeez.